How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Senator Chris Murphy on the show, Brian and Company. Senator Murphy, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? I just uh, finished a little workout, so I'm a little out of breath here. Nice. So, uh, Stick with me for the next minute, but I'll catch up to you. That's fine. Treadmill, Peloton. What are we doing? I got a little Peloton. Got a little, uh, little Peloton. You know, so. Matt Wilpers this morning. What'd you getting do? Off the, getting off the bike. I don't even know who it was. It was one of those guys. <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, it's good to stay. You got to stay fit, and there's no sweat like that. I, I, I know that. I, I, I don't know how to start off on such a somber note, but I know um, you had some relationship with Quentin Williams, and I just didn't know if you wanted to say anything, you know, about the tragic passing, uh, you know, after the governor's inauguration. I do. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. Q is a, a friend, uh, a real a leader, somebody who is going to be a part of making our state better for uh, a really long time. He had just been appointed the chair of the Labor and Public Employees Committee. He was super excited about that uh, work. Um, and I just was absolutely stunned when I heard the news early the next morning. It's just another reminder of you know, how short these lives can be. And you know, Q set an example. He packed a lot into a very short time. He did make a lot of people's lives better, but obviously the families, friends, Middletown community is really, really hurting this morning. So thanks for letting me say a few words about him. He's a great, great guy. Yeah. And you don't get many people, we can move on, but who are born and raised then serve their, their, where they were born and raised, you know, and I think, um, you know, just, I didn't know him well and it's just the outpouring. It's just really sad. I I mean, I don't know any way, other way to put it. So we appreciate that Senator Murphy. I I also just want to ask you, you know, and I asked this of uh, Congresswoman Hayes yesterday. I mean, again, it's hard for you to take the partisan hat off. But I mean, as you're in the other chamber watching what's happening in the in the House, just objectively as you can, how do you view what's going on right now? Well, I definitely do take my partisan hat off here because if you're you know, thinking just as a Democrat, right, you think that this is a good thing. Um, I'm heartbroken by what's happening in the House right now. I don't think it's good for this country. I I think it's really dangerous to not have a House of Representatives, especially if there was a crisis that we had to respond to. Um, But worst of all, it just signals what we're we're looking ahead towards. I mean, this is the easy part, picking a speaker. Um, There's a lot more difficult work ahead, whether it's passing a budget or raising the debt ceiling or trying to take on the problems that this country faces. Uh, like you know, housing shortages and immigration, it, it just is a pretty clear signal that there's a whole bunch of Republicans in the House that are kind of interested in being trolls and media celebrities and not really interested in governing. So I, I um, you know, don't really have any dog in the fight, whether it's McCarthy or somebody else. I just want them to get their act together because this looks really bad and it signals some really rough times to come for this country over the next two years, given how hard it's going to be for them to you know, pass anything in the House of Representatives. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Republicans, they won the House fair and square, and it's it's time to move on. I'm just, you know, I'm curious if he gets elected on the 12th, the 13th, or 14th, then what was the point? Well, exactly right, and you did a lot of damage to this country's reputation. Um, listen, we can recover from this. We, we've had a lot of 
um, unfortunately, really bad images to show the world in the last couple of years from obviously we're talking about the anniversary of January 6th today. Um, so we can figure out a, a way forward. But, you know, they've got to figure out a governing coalition there. And unfortunately, I think what you're seeing is that the governing coalition is not going to be, you know, all the Republicans. The governing coalition is going to be Democrats and a handful of Republicans that are willing to move the country forward. And, and that's what's going to have to happen to do all the things we need to uh, we need to do. And, and, and that's the, the question for the incoming speaker. How quickly do they realize that the right. governing majority is going to be a bipartisan majority and, and get that set and done? We're talking with Senator Chris Murphy here and Brian and company. We'll save the intellectual conversation on a possible, you know, the, the benefit of maybe more than two parties in this country for another day. You know, you brought up January 6th, obviously, the Electoral Count Reform Act. Now, just, you know, in the spending pack, is that now is that now passed? I mean, just tell me, is that is that done and needs to be signed? Is that in into law? I mean, just give us a... It's into, it's into law. Yeah, it's okay. into law. So, so I, I spent a bunch of my 2022 right, uh, with the, working with a group of Republicans and Democrats in the Senate rewriting the Electoral Count Act. That's the, the law that governs how the Electoral College works. Um, there were a lot of vulnerabilities that, they, that were exploited uh, on January 6th, uh, two years ago, and um, we, you know, made a lot of progress. We fixed the Electoral Count Act, not to you know, completely eliminate the possibility that an election could be stolen, but we make it a lot harder for, you know, a small handful of people to make mischief on that swearing-in day or on that Electoral Count day because of the reforms we made. So Republicans and Democrats supported it. Mitch McConnell supported it. Uh, it ended up being part of the budget, and our democracy is just a little bit safer Right. Now that we have reformed the Electoral Count Act and made it harder for that kind of mischief to, to happen where, you know, God forbid, somebody that loses the election for president uh, has a chance at, uh, you know, winning the Electoral College. You know, are there legitimate guard? I just am curious. Do you feel like there are legitimate guardrails if there is actually serious and, and, and authentic questions about some results in an election? No, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we actually cleaned up the court process in this legislation. We made uh, sort of a, 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 an expedited path for candidates to get questions about an election settled before it comes to Congress. Because, right. you know, to my mind, that's where those disputes should happen. I don't want the elected body making decisions about, you know, whether uh, a vote was solid or not. I, I want, you know, the, the nonpartisan, nonpolitical branch of our government, the, the, the judiciary, to make those decisions. So we actually cleaned that process up in this bill, created an expedited process so the courts can weigh in definitively on any questions of, you know, whether there was fraud in an election, any question of, you know, which candidate won a state before it gets to the United States Congress. And that's what, you know, happened in 2021. Um, but Trump just didn't care. Uh, he had lost every single court case and he still tried to, you know, overturn the election in, in Congress. Um, we're going to make those courts a little bit more powerful, get their uh, input a little earlier now under our legislation. You know, uh, two more questions, one on this and then and something on the, you know, the, this next Congress. I mean, the Electoral College, we're stuck with it. You get every time these debates come up, you, you get people clamoring for just a popular vote type thing. I mean, it's too much of an effort to change it, correct? Hey, I was in my favor of popular vote. I do think this system is a little silly. Uh, you know, it's, it takes a constitutional amendment to change it, but there is another way, and that is for each state to pledge that they're going to send their electors to vote for the winner of the popular vote. Connecticut's actually passed a law to say that we will do that once 
the majority of states make that change. Mm-hmm. And so that, um, uh, that, that uh, effort called the National Popular Vote Effort is picking up steam. Um, there are a whole bunch of states that have passed that law, and that is a way to you know, get a popular vote outcome without an amendment to the Constitution. We'll see. We're still a bunch of states away from that happening, but that, that could be our future. Senator Chris Murphy here joining us on Brian and Company. Uh, you know, last question for me is, you know, your focus in this next Congress, it doesn't seem like uh, there are enough votes to pass an assault weapons uh, ban. What, what are your specific priorities in this, in this next Congress? Well, listen, I obviously had some breakthroughs um, working with Republicans in this last Congress. Um, I've you know, acquired some credibility as somebody who can bring the two parties together. So uh, that's where my focus is. Yesterday, I went to the National Criminal Background Check Center in West Virginia with three Republican senators. Uh, next week on Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to be going to the border uh, with four or five Republican senators. And so, yeah, it may seem like an uphill climb to get, you know, additional gun safety legislation or immigration legislation done with this House of Representatives. But uh, I'm just going to try to, you know, focus on finding common ground with Republicans, um, because that's right now what is required to get anything done and get anything to the president's desk. And I've become you know, pretty good at finding that bipartisan uh, agreement. And I'm going to try to, you know, stick to it and try to find it on some of the toughest issues in 2023. Well, listen, uh, hit the showers. I can smell you from here in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thank you. Take care. All right. Senator Murphy joining us here on Brian and Company on WTIC News Talk 1080. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.